0: <laughs> Welcome to Burning hell. What is up, guys? I never do housekeeping, so I'm gonna do housekeeping for the first time. And I just mean for the podcast, not for my actual house, because that will always be messy. I am on YouTube now. I'm on YouTube. I also have a new logo. She's in a new era. I asked all these people on Instagram which logo they wanted them they liked the most, but you know when you know which one you like, and then the one I liked was running last. That's
1: American so. Idol style, <laughs> where you're just like. <laughs> A vote but uh we already have the, the contract signed no i <laughs> like yeah um, call in but um it doesn't
0: matter <laughs> it was hilarious and anyone who said the one I like I'd be like I know right and then we'd <laughs> talk about it how other people had bad taste but anyway that happened rate subscribe review I never tell people to do that and I'm just oh yeah go to YouTube to watch them because I feel like there's a lot of extra tea you get as in you just see my weird facial expressions and comfortable outfit I decide to wear today hoo, hoo, hoo. we have a hot one claire parker is a hilarious comic who now has a world-renowned podcast celebrity memoir book club celebrity memoir book it's important club. to say all four words so there are other I mean, podcasts like, with a very different title so <laughs> the memoir is crucial i actually. actually legit panicked so bad and thank you for catching me because i was like wait
1: It's funny because people struggle with Celebrity Memoir Book Club. My first podcast was Hold On One Second. We're talking about Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. And so so to me, I'm like, this is the easiest podcast name I've ever had. (laughs) I'm like, um, if you don't like this, you would have hated Who's With Tabs. I,
0: I am obsessed
1: with it because if
0: people know that I love talking about, I talked about documentaries on Giggly Squad, my other podcast. I'm obsessed with
1: documentaries. But you're smart. So you actually read about people's stories. Not because I want to, but just cause I had to. It was the only niche on un- undiscovered. Can I tell you my belief is that if you watch a documentary with subtitles, that's a memoir, that's a book. Okay, I do that. That's a freaking book. It's like an, it's like an audiobook, but with more visuals. I'm just like, I'm a visual creative. I can't read.
0: I also just fall asleep whenever I try to read. But how many books have you read in the span of the last year?
1: I mean, we do one a week. So, I, and then that I will, is like Olympic style reading. I will say I did study English in college. And whenever people are like, what are you going to do with that degree? I'm like, well, actually, I'm using it exactly. I'm reading every you week. Are, are you um, a fast reader? I'm, I feel like I'm probably faster than most people just because I practice a lot. I, I also will, feel like you're a fast thinker. Well, celebrity memoirs are not exactly like, you <laughs> True. know what I mean? They're not Russian literature. <laughs> right now, we're doing Fran Drescher. And when I tell you there's a photo per page, I am obsessed with Fran Drescher. I think oh, you my- should listen to this. I will say it's not the, like, the greatest gossip in the world, but she tells a story about Warren Beatty trying to have a threesome with her and his girlfriend at the time. He had some French model actress girlfriend who tried to lure her into a threesome. And I was like, lure you? <laughs> I would have paid to be in that threesome, Fran. What are you doing? Wait, that is amazing.
0: And we're going to delve in today to some of your favorites and least favorites because I want some yes. high-level tea yep. from these celebrities because I feel like we just see the Us Weekly like title. You've delved in to some like, really hot celebrities that they've written stuff away while ago that I'm like people need to dig that up before we start I just want to know you're Claire the Scare on Instagram
1: why did you call yourself that I was I really appreciate that question and you're there welcome. is an answer in high school as we all were I was obsessed with baby names <laughs> and I was spending a lot of free time on the internet <laughs> reading baby names and I remember I found this website that was like pros and cons for every baby name mm-hmm. and they were like pro of naming your baby Claire like it's a name and they're like con and they're like people could call her Claire the Scare <laughs> and I was like if, that, Iconic. if that's my cross to bear then you know what I'm I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna reclaim it. And I was like, (laughs) no one's ever called you it, but you're like, I will call myself it first. Never mind. I will say people come up to me now and they'll be like, Claire, the scare. And I'm like, yeah, that's me.
0: But and earlier, I also called you out because you dyed your hair the iconic Kendall Jenner red that I'm not gonna lie, after my wedding, I think I'm gonna do.
1: Smart after the wedding. What do you think? Okay, so one thing you need to know about me is I am a sheep. Yes, I am a coward. I am a basic bitch extreme. In the pandemic, I got (laughs) obsessed with thrifting Danish Danish mid-century modern furniture. Uh So now that everyone's dying their hair red, I'm like, I want to. Whatever people are doing, that's what I want to be doing. Yes. I like it. You nailed it. Thank you. I do think, and here's a big thing, is as a comedian, you are first and foremost like the woman On the lineup. Yep. And if there is a second woman on the lineup, they can't tell you apart. Yep. Yep. So I did do it because, so I have a a podcast with my friend, Ashley, who is also a brunette. Mm -hmm. I'd say outside of that, outside of being white brunettes, we look nothing alike. Mm -hmm. The amount of times people go, oh my God, I didn't know there was two of you. We don't sound alike. We don't look alike. Nope. People do not know there's two of us. So I was like, if it is red, then I feel like people will go, well, there's a brunette and a redhead. But and I do
0: have to say, it, it is the kind of subtle red that a straight man would never, no. never. I, and then, you
1: know what I told my hairdresser? I said, <laughs> in a dark room, I want to be a brunette. Yep. In the summer sun, I want to be a glistening copper. And your eyes are light,
0: which goes with it. I do have to say, when I was stalking you to do my research, as one does, the stands website has you a bleach blonde. When was that and
1: why? So I was a bleach blonde my whole life. And I will say to this day, like in my spirit, I identify as blonde. Okay. And so a lot of my like dressing struggle is I used to be like the ultimate fake tan bleach blonde. I had no idea. And my mind is blown right now. And don't you feel like that is who I am? Like, I am a, like, I feel like my soul is, it made more sense to me. That's how I see myself. So. I feel
0: like this is who you are. You. I think you're a freaky redhead.
1: Freaky, I like that. I'm, like, when I think of a girl who reads a book, yes. she's
0: freaky. Yes. Girls who read are freaky.
1: I'm like in the fields, in the shade, under a tree. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm and, like, I feel like I'm a little bit, I've never seen dark. Eating yet. mushrooms. <laughs> eating mushrooms. Yep. But also maybe like raw meat. <laughs> how have you, yes.
0: <laughs> How have you changed as a person from tanning bleach blonde to now like it your porcelain skin very fair yes unfortunately I
1: found out I'm very fair people
0: people get so mad when I call them pale but sometimes I'm just like no I, I like that you're embracing like your natural skin tone I
1: have to because I was freckling at a rate that was cancerous
0: <laughs> also how hard is it to keep up the fake tan and the blonde it's like it was so how was, are you gonna take on the patriarchy when you just keep having to go to the tanning salon how was i gonna pay rent when i was <laughs>
1: keeping blonde up when i stopped dyeing my hair blonde i was like i can't go back to dyeing my hair again because i don't know how to factor it back into my budget did you get a different
0: attention from me- men
1: um no you know i feel like i'm so loud that it's like i get attention because i'm obnoxious the personality but will always the way overshadow that, like, a crying screaming toddler is gonna get attention yes It was
0: hard. That's why I don't have tattoos or anything. Cause I'm like, I can't have tattoos and this personality. It's
1: uh, yeah. It's a lot all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like it's cool if you're really loud with your fashion
1: and then quiet Well, so that's what my thing is. I feel like I have such a big personality that I do tone down how I dress. Yes. Because my thing is, I'm like, listen, you don't even have to get close to me to know what I'm about. Like, I don't feel that need to be like, I want you to know who I am walking down the street. I'm like, if you're in earshot of me, you know my opinions. (laughs) Like, I have a podcast. I'm a comedian. I'm like, not even that good of a friend because I'm always saying my stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't need any more personality. It's a burden to, to be this person. I love this so much. Okay. What makes...
0: When I I wrote a good celeb memoir, but I want what makes a like sellable celeb memoir because good is a very like subjective thing.
1: Thank you for saying that because it is. And it's also like for our podcast, like a good memoir for the podcast is different than like a great memoir. Like Molly Shannon just actually had one come out this week Mm -hmm. and we read it and that's like a top five memoir I've read so far because it's emotional and it's heartfelt. It's vulnerable. I mean, I think from like a reading perspective when somebody can be honest about what they've been through and like look back and take accountability someone who's been through therapy Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to like come to terms with the shit that's happened to you so Mm -hmm. that you can talk about it honestly and like with empathy. I think what like Mel B, the Spice Girl Mel B had one of the best memoirs I've read because she talked about her abusive relationship, which I didn't even know that's what I was going to read. Yep. But it was done with so much honesty. I mean, she put herself in a very unflattering light, but then also she was able to take her experience and like, I don't know if you remember when um, Ginger Spice like left the Spice Girls. Mel B talks about her and being like, now that I know what I've been through, looking back and understanding how someone could feel, there's so much pressure, all you can do is run. She's like, I understand why she did that. And I think that that's the best thing you can get from a person is somebody who's like, I went through this thing. I see what I did right, what I did wrong. And now I like have compassion for people. A lot of people don't come out with that. Well, I was about to say, you can use it as like a tea call out book Mm -hmm. where you're just
0: like talking shit about a lot of people in your life who you still have venom for. Yes. Or you can have be someone who worked on themselves to be like, If you've gone through these similar experiences this is how
1: i actually came out okay and like have love exactly and i think the thing about these celebrity memoirs is when you read a book it's out there forever it's not like a youtube video Mm -hmm. where well people will watch the next one next week if you're thinking about what ages well like call out books i mean they're fun for a few years but at some point everyone's gonna forget who you're talking about yeah you know i read janice dickinson's book and a lot of the proper nouns i didn't know but like the experiences were so crazy yeah emotions never go out of style yep Do you know what I mean? Like, looking at yourself never goes out of style. But what does go out of style is, first of all, comedy. Like, Tina Facebook I reread, and it feels extremely dated. Oh. Because, like, edgy comedy is topical in the sense that if you're, like, pushing the boundaries, you're pushing the boundaries of 2008. Yes. Those aren't the boundaries anymore. So you read it, and either it feels, like, boring because... It's not that impressive to be like making these... You've old heard things. that joke a bazillion times. Or it feels like inappropriate and hack. Yes. Something... Earn- like earnestness never goes out of style and that's embarrassing. As a comedian, I fight earnestness with every bone in my being. Same. But being ironic really does not age well.
0: Wow. That is so interesting. What are some books that really you hated?
1: Okay, this is like, a, no one's going to get butthurt by this. Judy Greer's was like weirdly very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, We just, me and Ashley, my co-host, just almost got to blows over Josh Peck. Most, men, <laughs> most men's books suck. Why do you think? Okay, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I feel like a lot of like rock stars have this thing that I call like, it's like they took the worst part of AA and that they have this idea that if they just share everything, then they're absolved from guilt. Yeah. So they're very happy to just sit there and tell you every fucked up thing they ever did in their life. But there yeah. doesn't seem to be any like perspective change or like sympathy Wow. In it. But they like list it and now they're like, well, what, I admitted it. She was 14 years old and I tied her to a bed. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It was the eighties. And they're like, I did it, I admit it. And you're like, okay, but do like, you everything that's that was, bad? It was the eighties. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we read Anthony Kiedis' and, like, they are so into selling their own narrative. I mean, Tommy Lee's is the most insane thing I've ever read.
0: Okay, so that was actually on my list. I want to start going down because I looked at... I want to ask you about People's. Yeah. Tommy Lee is obviously big conversation right now yeah. because of Pam and Tommy. And Pamela is about to come out with her own Netflix documentary, which we are so excited about. What did you learn about Tommy Lee's that surprised you?
1: Um, I mean, just how, like insane he is in terms of having no accountability so he he recounts what happened with him and pam you know he went to jail for domestic abuse they skipped that in the hulu doc so i watched four episodes of it because we were doing the tom book and i was like i should be up to date on this and i stopped watching it because i was just like this is it wasn't just like some raucous love first of all she still contends that he drugged her when they first met And he even admits that, that like his friends were giving her ecstasy in Mexico when they got married and she didn't know. And people are like, well, how could you not know you're on ecstasy? They were drinking and she had never really done drugs before that. Also, don't victim blame. You don't know what was going on that night. And I mean, like, listen, if and she thought that that was like love. She was like, I just thought we had this incredible connection, but it was ecstasy. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first thing. Also, you know, he gave her hepatitis (gasps) and he knew and he lied about it. That's not in the book or that's not in the 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 documentary. documentary. It's not in the book or it is. It's not. Yeah, it's not mentioned at all. So Uh what happened was they were in Mexico. And at that time, you still had to get a blood test to get married. So they had gotten this blood test. And he had been told that he had had he had hepatitis. And they're like, you have to tell Pam. And he was like, totally. He got a tattoo that she decided to get a tattoo. And the tattoo artist was like, I only have this one needle. And Tommy's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're married anyway. Like we share. like I'm clean. He fully knew he wasn't. He gave her hepatitis. (gasps) knowingly. Oh, my God. Then he did go to jail for a full summer. He was in like solitary confinement because of domestic abuse. In his book, I swear to God, he goes, she attacked me. And all I did was kick her in the hiney with a slipper. (laughs) that is not what happened i'm also like more upset that he used the word Heine. well i think he said tush actually (laughs) i knew it was like a word but he really was like she was so upset and so my emotions got the best of me and all i did and this was wrong but i admit i did kick her in the tush i was wearing a slipper and it was i shouldn't have done it it was out of character but then she called the police for no reason do you think to this day that they're still each other's
0: like loves of their life that they kind of. Th- so in the. I've book, heard mixed reviews that like Pam thinks
1: he'll always be the love of her life, or he thinks Pam will always be. It's gone all over I the mean, place. Listen, she, I think, had come out of an abusive relationship. Like I don't think she knows healthy love. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. some people that I'm like, oh, go to therapy and work on it. And then I do think that there's some people. If you get into Hollywood before things have been fixed and settled, like mm-hmm. at some Ew. point you might be beyond the point of fixing. Like I do think there's a. She won't ever know how healthy relationship. Well they say when you become famous you, that's kind of when you stop growing. <laughs> yeah, and I do think it would have taken a lot of work. I think she like came from a bad situation. I'm not 100% yeah. sure what her past is, but I have a feeling that But we're not excited in it. to watch The Doc,
0: which also we have to remember these docs, these memoirs, they're all a per- specific person's lens like they always yeah. it's like even history books because they're written by humans yeah. are
1: biased no there's no objective truth and that's why people get so mad at us in the on the podcast for like questioning things and we're like listen everyone's telling their perspective when but-
0: people get mad at you it just means your podcast is popular thank you
1: okay. <laughs> i will be like writing that a hundred times cause, oh I, do they get
0: mad it's true like if no one listens to your podcast, you have tons of five stars. And then once like people realize that people like your podcast, then the haters come. I have to ask you about Will Smith.
1: So we had done a Will Smith episode being like, he seems kind of crazy. And then when the Oscars thing happened, so many people were like coming to us for our opinion. And our feeling is like the discourse around Will Smith got so out of control Mm -hmm. and so like removed from what actually happened. Like, I wish I could look and be like, oh, what a crazy moment. But it feels like the narrative around it got so beyond any, like people be like, he should go to jail. Yeah, it got or then insane. then other people would be like, alopecia is the worst disability anybody could have. I was yeah. just like, i remove myself from the narrative. I can't. Yes. I mean, part of our whole podcast mission is like not look at any one event and judge a whole but person. But my
0: question is from reading the book, mm-hmm. what did you get from that? Like, what did you learn about him that the public didn't know?
1: I have to say, and I think it's something that you learn about any person who's at that level of success mm-hmm. Is like a crazy person. And it's like since he was a teenager. He is one of the most hardworking, determined, goal-oriented people I've ever read about. And it was interesting to hear him talk about like success and stuff because he was going through therapy. Like he wrote this book post-therapy and you're reading it and you're like, I still don't know that you're there. But I do. I think his brain really is like, what is the goal? how do we achieve the goal in the fastest possible Which way? Which makes me so
0: upset because people are now talking about, like, how to ruin your career in literally three seconds. And it's like, he was, like, so unscathed for so long. And it, when you know that he's so career-driven and he had so much... I mean, how he had, like, ten projects in the works that he lost it for a
1: brief moment and that... See, my thing is I wonder if he even lost it. And I guess that would be my argument is I feel mm-hmm. that he... He is such a controlled person that, like, in that moment, he decided that yeah. the goal was to show a unified front of him and his family. Because I think in the public eye, there's been so much, like, questioning of their marriage. And, you know, I think the Red Table Talk open relationship narrative got, like, I don't think they've ever seen, like, loss of narrative like that before. Yeah, And I think he just got sick of people saying that they don't love each other or whatever. So, yeah. we were, like, we're a family. And then... He like, I mean, he acted on the goal. The goal was to show a unified front, and people did not question that he was defending her. I guess,
0: Like Does, nobody said
1: he doesn't have her back. But then also,
0: like, I argue—not that I, I can't believe we're still fucking talking about this—but I argue that like it's so unattractive for a guy to fight someone for me. Like I'm, like you know, when a guy like punches someone at the bar, and you're just like, I could, I'm so ick right now, and like I'll, like let me defend myself. Oh yeah, I
1: mean, well the thing is, like in my relationship. <laughs> I don't, you've never seen my boyfriend. My boyfriend has never fought a person. I, I, <laughs> he could neutralize a fight with like a, a hand on the shoulder and like a buddy. Like yeah. He is so the yes. opposite of me. And so I'm such a fighter that if anything, he's like holding me back yes. Like that's why I'm with him because he really like calms me down. You couldn't
0: have two hot ones in the same relationship. No. <laughs> Did Will Smith talk at all about Scientology or religion in it? Not at all. I don't think. I think he... No. Interesting. But yes. Okay. We are, You have so much good tea. And this is just like high level to get all the like real... Analysis. You have to listen to her podcast. um I am her official sponsor, mm. Lynn Spears. Who
1: knew she had a book? I did. <laughs> I no it. one's talked about the book. No one has talked about the book. I do think it's sold. Maybe sold. I think it sold like twenty thousand copies. It was hard to get. There's also a book that her and Brittany wrote together called, like, Peace of My Heart or something, that I think there's, like, 12 of them in, in circulation. That's so funny, Peace of My Heart. I It's I, something like that. It's something that you read, and you're something like, Something you okay, want to yeah, punch yourself course. in the um, face, yeah. Lynn Spears is, listen, evil, conservative aside, there's something so funny about that woman. You know, right now, she's, like, a Mary Kay representative. Like, she has an Instagram where her and three of her friends have, like, a pyramid makeup scheme. That's amazing. And I'm just, like, she really is somebody that, like, you could not put that family in Hollywood and make them Hollywood. They are so, to their core, Kentwood. Yeah. And it just cannot be stripped of them. And I think that's why Britney is so lovable. Yeah. That she just had this essence in her that couldn't be changed. But it's funny to see in her mom that I'm just like, Jamie Lynn, what are you doing? How much does she talk about Britney in it? Um, not as much as you wanted in this weird way. She gave a lot of background about like her mom's upbringing and stuff. And we're like, no, we don't want that. You know, nobody's interested in you. It was bizarre. She was like, my great grandfather was in England. And I was like, okay, we are starting 100 (laughs) years too early. There's about four years I want to hear about from you. Um, get to it. But I mean, Brittany's is obviously furious about the book. The book came out like 10 years ago. It came out right after the breakdown. I think it came out in 2009. Yeah. So you think Britney's angry? that In her recent Instagram captions, she's been like, you guys wrote your books and I'm going to write mine.
0: Wow. Are you... Do you think Britney writing a book is a good move?
1: I always say like my dream for Britney is like at the end of Goodwill Hunting Mm -hmm. when they like go to find him and he's not there anymore. Like my dream is to one day wake up, her Instagram is gone, her social media presence is gone and she has just opened like a dance studio in Hawaii or something and she's Mm -hmm. just teaching kids to dance. Like... I, I mean, I think I've like a, I like to think it's nuanced take on the Britney thing. Mm-hmm. My, I don't love that people are acting like she's a hundred percent because she went under two decades of like trauma yes and for years she was drugged and for years she was like held captive mm-hmm. and worked I mean well people are like yay the con- the conservatorship's over now everything's great and it's like
0: it's so much more complex than
1: that that's not what like and I do think it has to do with like that perfect victim desire that people have to be like yeah oh a bad thing happened to her but now she's a perfect person like she might be fucked up from this forever and she probably will be most people would well I think of
0: those documentaries that you watch about like those girls who actually get kidnapped and then they like live with their abuser for a really long time and yeah. then and and then they're saved and then they're like i need help and people are like but we saved you yeah and it's like no this is the beginning of the help no
1: and people want to be like oh we did the free britney movement she's we did it and i have like a real problem with people who are like and every instagram post because people love to act like those instagram posts are like great and healthy and normal and i'm like they're not and that's fine but it's insane to act like this she's okay like it's okay for her to not be okay and still have her rights. Or
0: people are really afraid to say she's not okay because they're afraid that people yeah. will
1: attack yes. them. So it's I like res- this very weird... I recently said that one of her posts were confusing and people came at me. Oh, yeah. like I, They were like, stop bashing her. I'm like, I'm not bashing her. I just said this was confusing and it was. Mm-hmm. And but that just, like I'm like, what does it say about you that you think if something's confusing, that person shouldn't vote now? Like she shouldn't have access to her own money? I'm like, no, I think it's okay to write silly Instagram captions and like still be able to marry who you want. Yeah. Okay. Emily Ratajkowski. Ratajkowski. I have to ask you because this
0: book has drums behind it and... I need to know your top line.
1: So, okay, me and Ashley had very different opinions on this. I liked it. I related to a lot of what she said, obviously like not in a super, but it was a lot about like, you're like, it's so, hard being really good looking. Well, I was like a hot girl in high school. And mm-hmm. I do think when you develop early, like I got my period of, like 11 and oh I kind of looked the way I looked by the time I was 14 yeah. and like, you're being treated like an adult. I was like sexual early. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're still a kid and you're having all these adult experiences and it, and your brain is actually not developed enough to process yes. them, and it's hard because you're being told the best thing you can be is hot, but it's actually that fulfilling. And you're trying so hard, and you're like trying to figure out what the problem is because you're like, they said be hot, I'm trying yeah. to be hot, it's still making me unhappy. And so like, I and hot's the only thing you can be at
0: fourteen. You don't yeah. know enough, or you're n- you can never be good at anything else yet. You're fucking fourteen.
1: I do think like I mean, we've never had more backlash because I liked it and Ashley didn't, and it was like either take you have people were so angry about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think like a valid question is like I liked her book, but people are like, well, what has she? done since she's had all these realizations because a lot of the book is about being like I used to think that like being hot was capital so I'll make as much money as I can and then I have the power and now I'm realizing I never had the power because I was still like in their game Mm. and I do think a fair question to ask Emily Ratajkowski is okay so now how how are you living differently than you were five years ago? And I don't see the difference in that sense. Yeah. So, and I, but I think in terms of the book. She's like, whole, now I just look hot, but I don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. She's like, I'm just a sexy now I don't mom Now make money for free. from it. <laughs> it is interesting. I had an interview. You guys can listen to it again on Burning in Hell with Lindsay Pellas, who is like the ultimate, she like dated Dan Bolzerian. She's the ultimate like hot girl who moved from like Tennessee, mm-hmm. huge boobs, worked on whatever. And I basically was like, do you feel like you're being like taken advantage of? Do you feel like demeaned? And she was like, I was just that girl since I was a kid that would see like the pinup girls and like the girls in the sexy commercials. And that's what I wanted to be. And like, I grew up like seeing Serena Williams being like, I want to be like her. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's, it's just like, we're different people. And that is her dream. And she feels empowered by that. But Emily saying she doesn't feel empowered by anymore is cool. But then it's like, yeah, but just where are we going with this now? Like, do you think it was just a that was a money grab being like, I'm actually relatable?
1: I don't think it's a money grab, but I do think it is like a complicated thing. It's very much like, okay, how do you seek a system that you live in? And I guess like in the sense, I feel like a lot of her high school stuff I really liked. I can't relate to what it's like to be like the most famous hot girl in the world. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do you do? But like, what is she supposed to do now? Because the thing is, she gets so much. She tried to write a book and people fucking hated her for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the amount of hate she got when she tried to do something that wasn't sexy. So I am like, I do see how she kind of feels caught in that lane. But I also am somebody who, when celebrities are like, leave me alone, stop judging me. I'm like, well, then stop being a celebrity. You do have the, ch-. like when I am yeah. sad about TikTok hate or podcast hate, I'm like, well, I could always stop doing this. Yes. Like nothing has stopped. There me are celebrities. Like, that that, uh, that's what I always say when people
0: are like, there are celebrities who choose to not put their relationship out there. And the paparazzi like doesn't, Always find them, I like don't, yeah, y-
1: y- yeah. Like people don't, don't find you. I don't put yeah, people don't <laughs> find me. I don't put my relationship online. But also, like any of it. Like at the end of the day, I can always go back and be a receptionist. I was a receptionist two years ago, yeah. and I was paying rent doing it. Like yeah, I always say I can always teach tennis. Like I always can make money some form. Yeah, any like I was I lived as a waitress for many a year in New York City. There are other things. If you hate it so much, like, you can't expect praise and then be mad when you get insulted. And, and like, I'm not for internet bullying, but I do think it's unfair to say, like, I want people to worship me. And how dare you ever be critical of What me. was Ashley's take on it? Ashley's take was that she felt like in high school she was very un- unseen and invisible. Yeah. And she was like, for you to complain about the burden of being hot that you were able to, like, capitalize on, it actually is worse than being mm-hmm. someone who doesn't, ha- like, is also in this system of your hotness is your power and then to have no power. And she's like, I'm sorry that you were making hundreds of thousands of dollars on being hot and that made you feel bad. But like, I didn't even have that option. So yeah, it's
0: it like is nice to have a choice. It is a privileged position. But then also she dealt with a lot of abuse within the industry. So yeah. then to like have to go back to what, what abused you to also get money from it is interesting.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I mean, I do think it's like, a, it's hard on all the ways. And I have to say, like, I personally was fielding People were so angry at her, and then to be somebody who was like, Oh, I like this book, and then like be getting hate because of her, it was very overwhelming to me. Like, it really like mm. broke me that couple of weeks because I was like, I don't know, I don't even care either way. At the end of the day, how much do you life. deal with? Because you not only post on the podcast, but you
0: post clips. How, who is like the worst fans? Steve O. <laughs> I'm sorry That's so random What was Steve-O's book like? Exactly or do you know Or do you no comment? No comment? I mean, no,
1: well like I You don't like, have to get him going I mean how big of your fan base Is the Steve-O fan base? Like am I safe He's here?
0: L- you are This is such a safe space for you But I did recently make friends With Rachel Wolfson Who is on Jackass
1: that's, I mean just as long as this doesn't The thing is We were quoting his book verbatim <laughs> And people would be like, you don't know if that's true. What's his side of the story? You're just out to cancel him. Stop. They'd be like, why are you digging this up from his past to make him look bad? And I'm like, if you go to his Instagram to this day, he's promoting that book. That book's, book's like 15 years old. He still wants you to buy it. And I'd be like, this is his side of the story. I'm sorry that he was, and I quote, a jackass. Uh-huh. But he, like, I don't know. Did you think he was respectful? <laughs> I'm sorry. A lot of the things he did were rude. Was he a comedian? He was a clown, actually. He went to the oh, Circus like a literal play, clown. Like, clown school. He has, like, the highest level So now of he's, like, a punk rock clown. He's also, like, so rich. His dad was a major um, executive at Pepsi Cola or Shut. something. Shut. Yeah. So he's a rich kid who, like, didn't want to deal with life. Yeah. And he was, like, unhinged. Wow. I mean, he was, like, one of the— You know, I think every kid knew that other kid who you're, like, we all have energy. <laughs> like, we have ADD, but yeah. you have something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they have you on Concerta, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They don't put him in detention. They put him in, like, an actual, like, padded room.
1: Yeah, there like, there was that
0: kid. you were like, okay,
1: you are a handful. <laughs> but I
0: love how he did find a way to
1: monetize that, yeah. like, craziness. He made, and not for a while, you know, for, like, the first two seasons of Jackass, I think he was making $200 an episode or something. Wow. And, like, risking his life. Risking his I mean, fucking life. I I don't know how he used to with Johnny Knoxville because Johnny Knoxville was the producer, so he was making all the money. yeah. And Steve-O was making, like, 200 bucks. When people were, like, Steve-O was kind of the face of it for a bit. I mean, he was the one that every day... I mean, he should be dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, just in... If all's fair in love and war, like, he should be dad. It's funny, because I,
0: I love a physical comedian moment. I will do literally anything for the camera. But I was talking to Rachel, who's, like, the girl that they put in Jackass. And she's like, yeah, Scorpion bit me. Like I, ch-. And I was just like, I don't fuck with pain like that. I it doesn't you. turn me on. It does... I will see someone sprain their ankle during a basketball game and I'll be sick for three days. Like,
1: I can't deal with that. I, I'm not going to... I won't get an IUD. <laughs> I'm like... I've heard it's really painful for like a day and I'm like, whatever. I'll get pregnant. I don't even care. Absolutely absolutely not.
0: And I guess like the slapstick humor, I never really got. Like I think a fart's funny, but that's about it. I
1: like, I love a Jim Carrey. (laughs) I I, I watch it, but like, God, you can move your body and you are a freaking dancer made of rubber man, but I'm like, I'm all words. I'm a podcaster through and through.
0: I, I like giving pain and... Getting pain from words.
1: Yeah, oh, so Be mean to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't how, need fire. I have a how mom. That's <laughs> I show affection. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. So this woman dropped her book, and apparently the tea was piping hot, and she was calling people out left and right. Do you know who I'm talking about? I've I've read 85 memoirs. <laughs> Katie Couric.
1: Yeah. The thing was about that book, I didn't care. <laughs> Like, she oh, spoke at my college graduation,
0: no big deal.
1: I mean, I respect, like, God bless. It was a good book. I think I felt her book was doing too much. I almost like it would have been better if she had left out the gossip. The problem with Katie Couric is if you want to talk about all the times she's been around incredible moments, she's literally a journalist whose job is to cover every incredible moment. Yeah. So it was such a long book. I think if she had taken out all of the journalisms and like every time she went to the White House and every time she went here, I guess she called out Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That was kind of intense. She called it like, um,
0: she Martha say, Stewart. What'd she, what'd she say about them? So
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg in their interview said something like rude about Colin Kaepernick. Like mm-hmm. he should count himself lucky that mm-hmm. he's even in this country or something. Mm. Okay. And I think she edited it out of the interview and she was like, if it had been a Republican... I would have left it in because I know how damning of a statement that is. It's interesting the creative power that the journalist has. To yeah, keep because and I take. mean people would have come out against Ruth. Yeah. Ruth big time. Ruth yeah. Baby. That's cancelable. But she like left it out it. on purpose to like protect this woman. So I guess that's a call out. But
0: then she she's dead now and yeah. she's like, I gotta tell people what happened. Yeah. What about Martha?
1: Um, they just like, oh, you know what it was? Katie Couric had to like intro her at some award Martha was getting. They didn't know each other at all. They weren't friends, and she went up there and like read this poem she had written that was like all in couplets kind of taking jabs at Martha for being a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and like really undermining the value of being able to set a beautiful dinner table and like mm. all that she does. Even though of course Martha is a fucking empire. Powerhouse Empire entrepreneur. Yes, she may she is a businesswoman just like any other person in the room. But of course the the room is filled with business women who aren't then domestic. So I think the whole crowd was then like laughing at belittling yeah. things that are important. I mean if it like and also ironically important and good business
0: yeah you are all like paying someone to do those things right now because you're
1: yeah i mean it's just like to belittle anybody at their own award ceremony there's no need to do that just if you can't think of something nice to say hire somebody to write a speech so katie owned doing that to martha yeah i can't remember if she owned it or if, and to me it was so clear who was in the room <laughs> i think actually katie was like martha can't take a joke and i'm like well oh uh, what did martha do she sent her some like mean um, <laughs> gift. I think she, not like dead flowers, but she sent her some like fifty Martha gift should ad. ever
0: like yeah. oatmeal raisin cookie Yeah, I really
1: was like here's how to make a turkey. Here's like a heat also, up Stouffer's meal.
0: Martha's tight with Snoop, so like let's not attack Martha in any way and let her live her life.
1: Well, I just I mean, truly, if your values are women who make a lot of money, then Martha is your god. So the irony is. I know. There, Martha went so far as trying to tax evade herself to is make a that money. Man. That is a true man. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, Olivia Munn. I like to think of
1: myself as the foremost scholar in Olivia Munn.
0: Yeah, because you had a funny, like, tagline to it where you're like, why is this book
1: written? What was the vibes? So the vibes were, I guess her fan base is like 14-year-old virgin boys, right? So it was actually... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was ghostwritten. It's crazy to think who the fans are of certain people. And I so there's a lot of these celebrity memoirs that I call merch, basically. Yeah. And they're not books because somebody said, oh, I have something to say and I have to get it out. They're just like, okay, do you want to do a makeup line? No. Do you want to do a backpack line? No. They're like, what about a book? And they're like, all right, someone else can write it and I'll slap my name on. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's as personal as it gets. Yeah. The Olivia Munn book, I had never written a book by a woman for boys. And it really was like, and to the extent that it was like sex tips and it was like tips for boys and it was very. Um, <laughs> How mean, to make
0: sure your mom doesn't come in while you're jerking it and watching cartoons.
1: Yeah, or like, here's why nerds are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why girls who expect you not to cheat are stupid. <laughs> I'm skinny and I love pie. And so, like, there is, on the one hand, I felt bad being like, well, maybe she is a woman caught in the system. Like, she didn't write this. Yeah. Maybe she was like, I got to put my name on it because I'm just out here trying to make a buck. And who am I to hate? Like, don't even yeah. the player hate the game. Yeah. But also, I have heard she is. I mean, she'll do whatever it takes to get to the top. I've heard I this, heard this a
0: lot I heard things. the same thing. But I
1: also have heard that she's, like, very upfront about it. Like, Yeah. I, Which, low-key, I respect. I, so, I went to coffee with this girl who has been to dinner with Olivia Munn a bunch of times. And she's like, oh, if you're a woman you're like, how do you get ahead to Olivia Munn? She'll be like, get in this man's office, do this thing. Like, get in front of this. Like, cut this bitch out. Like... She's cutthroat, but she knows who she is. It's like when someone
0: has so much plastic surgery, but they're like, here's the best doctors. If it's for you, you do it.
1: I have. And this may be a flaw of mine, but I (laughs) would take an honest bitch over a passive aggressive sweetheart any day. of the Like, well, as a New Yorker, that's just I'm like, be rude to my fucking like slap me in the face. I don't care, but at least be honest about it. Don't put me in the position where I look crazy. I love that so much. But yeah, good for Olivia. I mean, I guess she got that baby. She got the husband. I mean, she does have a kink for recently divorced men. Uh (laughs) That she meets that church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers was church too. I don't know if he was church, but Chris Pratt.
0: Oh my God, I forgot about Chris Pratt, who even just his Instagram caption, I was like, okay, I need a whole book of this. I heard
1: Hillsong is like a cult. And I have heard- It is a cult. That like the top members of that cult Get, like, sex girlfriends. And I have heard... I'm kind of like a blind is, item freak. Is Chris Pratt associated
0: with Hillsong? He's a H-
1: Hillsong. I heard he was supposed to marry Hailey Bieber, but they gave her to Justin instead.
0: Wait! Wait, 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 wait. Okay, because cults are my passion. I Do you know Nexium?
1: I mean, yeah, I live in America,
0: I'm, and I have cable. <laughs> I don't try- want to brag, but I am, like... Friends, friends with I am an exam. <laughs> I am friends, friends with India Oxenberg, and she was on Burning in Hell. But um, I digress. Haley Bieber is very religious, and her dad is like crazy religious. And Justin Bieber is very religious. So you're saying there is like a very religious famous cult where they like put
1: them well, off to each other. Is the church they all belong to. Are you kidding me? Okay, there's about to be a documentary that I think is about to come out on Hillsong because they're getting, I mean, one by one, like the sexcapades of the top leaders of that church are coming to light and I think it's about to blow up. I need like
0: so at least four days to just like immerse myself look in into Hillsong. into the Hillsong
1: blind items. It's coming. They are very much, they're anti-gay, but they, they pretend they're not. If you look at their messaging, I like listened to a podcast about it and I was ta- talking to somebody who's all into the blind items about it, but it's like if you look at their messaging, they're very much people who are like, acceptance belief, hope, optimism and you're like okay but what are your policies (laughs) and they're like love community and you're like okay could you finish the sentence with a (laughs) verb maybe though and there are people who they're really good at getting like these public facing people they're like Scientology they're the next Scientology yes but nobody's looking out for them because Scientology got too much hate where like and publicly it's not good but Hillsong is the next one and it's like a family based thing and it is like is it almost like for people who want to be religious but they also want to be
0: protected and they like don't think normally because they're so famous so they well what I
1: think they do is they get these famous people and they let them do whatever they want but then they like they are doing the social media thing of a peloton do you know what I mean like they understand that the way to get the rando who will dedicate every dollar they ever make at their Mm -hmm. whatever job is to get Justin Bieber to be the face of it but
0: they can't outwardly be like who wants to join this Justin Bieber
1: religion it's like all like whispers yes but like you know where Justin Bieber's going to church and if you're going to go to church and you're in LA you're like I might as well go the Justin Bieber one and then the culting begins (laughs) is there
0: do you know anything else about like wives who were supposed to be put in certain places
1: no but I do believe that Chris Pratt has like political aspirations which is why Catherine schwarzenegger is a better match
0: wow because i do think both those marriages were fast and strange
1: i mean you know the scientology like tom cruise thing the way that they just like picked women and we read leah remini's book which is all about scientology and so she tells the story of this woman i can't remember what her name is it starts with an n but she was a scientologist she was raised in it she's an actress and she was picked to be tom cruise's girlfriend at one point pre katie holmes and they would do things. They'd be like, what's your dream date? And she'd be like, oh, I guess like ice skating at Rockefeller Center. They flew her out to New York City. Tom was there. They had the perfect date. And it was very much like they groomed her to be exactly what he would want. And they Wait, would like... Wait, so this it. is just
0: an episode of The Bachelor
1: they would be like they like Tom loves when women don't speak so try very hard like, you know I mean? like, but like stuff like that like they really were like this is what Tom loves and then the handlers would come and set up the date and everything she liked they would have be like Tom planned this for you and then I don't remember exactly what went wrong but they decided she wasn't right for the part anymore <laughs> and she got like excommunicated she was sent to Tampa Florida or Clearwater Florida <gasps> there, the worst way. thing that could happen to you <laughs> where, well they have like a headquarters there where you just like scrub the floor with a toothbrush with a toothbrush yeah and so she was sent there and like completely kicked out out of the entire community. She was heartbroken because her mom was a Scientologist. Like she was raised in Scientology. So yeah. everybody she knew was taken from her and they deleted every photo she was in. They like literally burnt any piece of evidence that she had ever dated Tom. But like, and then they found Katie. So I know this is horrible, but I kind of want it in reverse
0: where like we make a female cult where we just like get guys and we tell them exactly what they need to be and we set it up. and What, then... Kate, uh, what Kim Kardashian has with Pete Davidson. Exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, I am mind blown because I woke up this morning and like she posted the photo.
1: I've yet to see lips on lips. I have to say, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not sold until I see lips locking. I want to see lady switching. lips. Okay, yes,
0: <laughs> that was not talking about her past sex date. But anyway, she full on, and he's getting called out right now. She full on edited the fuck out of Pete Davidson's face, and I, I thought c- he looked handsome. Did she give him a jawline? Think, so, the, people are saying she gave him a jawline, she fixed his nose, and I don't know if those. it might just be the angle, but I do know for sure she smoothed out everything about his face. I thought he looked his, good. His, like, under eye. Like, he looked like a different person. Um, and, and people are like, or did she, like, have him go to uh, one of her people? But it's like, imagine if your significant other edited your face.
1: To be like, this is what I wish you looked like. In case you were wondering what flaws I see when I look at you. Like my friends Here's who you would be if I could, had my way. That is the me. My shit. friends
0: have done that to me and I was just like, okay, first
1: of all, I look weirder. Second of all, like people know how to edit their own
0: face, but they try to do it to me, and I'm
1: like, no. Like well, the I- thing is, people don't know what their insecurities are. And I was thinking about this when you were talking about which of the promo pics you like. Yeah, it's because we all have these things that only we see about ourselves. Don't get me started on that. I
0: had a whole mental breakdown because like people would be like, "This is the best photo of you," and I'm like, "That is my least favorite photo." Yes. and Then I'm like, "Is that what you think is beautiful, or have I have I been wrong about what's beautiful?" Or then you think my- that you're not beautiful anymore because of how you think you look. I can't. Like, if you
1: think I look good here? Then what the? I like. am so. My favorite game to play is when someone posts like a. Bizarre photo of themselves to be like, what freaky deaky little part of their body are they insecure about that they think looks good here? I'm like, is it their elbow? Like, nothing in this photo makes sense, and it is the weirdest, most contrived angle. But I'm like, they clearly something that they fixate on looks good here, and And they're obsessed with it.
0: Oh my god. Okay, now that we sound like we're
1: high. (laughs) Okay, can I say something about Kim K and Pete that I've been thinking about? Please, I do think that Pete is the perfect like fill in boyfriend for her because comedians are always reading the room and trying to like. Be liked, and yep. that's what her relationship. Like when there's such a power dynamic, there's the age difference, there's the power dynamic. He, she not fitting into his schedule. No. He's fitting into hers, and I'm sure he knows from just hanging around. Like he came up quick. He knows how to sit in the corner and do his one liner, and mm-hmm. then just like be quiet again. Yeah, but that's not a real relationship. Like he doesn't feel free to be himself. No, and also maybe it's good for him.
0: Which good. well saying also comics have intimacy issues, so it's like very easy to very early on just be like married because <laughs> you're like is this is this love is this, I don't know I don't want to feel feelings um, okay Travis Barker
1: okay I like got bit- what is this man really like because no one has looked into him I have I read his book so <laughs> <laughs> um, I've looked into everybody I was a bit Digmatized by him (gasps) I will say So he is somebody Who like First and foremost Loves to play drums Is like a dedicated drummer And like Something that really Came through in his book That I didn't know Because I don't know Anything about music I definitely don't know Anything about drums Is that he is Like a great musician Who is dedicated To his craft I love that for him And so that And drumming is like Really fucking hard You don't just do one beat You do like five beats And he goes really hard Yeah And he like Works his little He like hits it Really hard And he's very Well he's like Really He practiced a lot Which I love I love a man With a work ethic And (laughs) Like, he's respected in the music industry, which I did not guess. And, I mean, they had people from Blink-182 being like, yeah, we were just, like, fucking around having fun. When Travis joined, we became a band. Like, he is the musician. So that I loved about him. Also, do you know about like his daughters and stepkids that he like adopted all of them? He adopted, I don't know if he have formally adopted Atiana De uh-huh. La Hoya, uh-huh. but that was Shayna Mokler's daughter from her first relationship okay. with Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. After him and Shayna broke up, he like took Atiana in with his, he raised Atiana. Like Atiana went on a tour bus with Travis. Somehow in this system of law, people said there's a mother and a father, and yet this girl's better off with this rock star on his tour bus. But he raised her like his daughter even after they broke up. So do you like Trav with I do. Courtney? I do. I think that like she seems genuinely happy for the first time. Yeah. I think she's like let go, go of a lot of the poosh nonsense. I think that like mm-hmm. um, she seems like somebody who's just like enjoying her life finally. Like the marriage thing I'm happy that she waited. I
0: Also you know when all you knew was Scott Mm-hmm. For so long She must feel like She sees a whole new Perspective of the world Because you only see yourself Through the mirror That is that man That you weren't fully yes. were Content with
1: It's amazing I God I am like The worst about being So pro breakup I, I like Oh I'm so him. I, I'm so pro breakup And I'm always just like Please If you're anything less Than like 98% happy Try a <laughs> second person <laughs> Just try a second Like yeah. I know so many girls Who go on one date And they're like Well we're not happy We hate each other I don't like the way He looks Smells Speaks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't support me and the sex is bad, but uh, you know, everything's hard. <laughs> That's just life. And I'm like, why don't you just try a second? They're always like, How could I meet somebody that'd be better than him? There's no one else out there who's better. And I'm like, just try, just try one more person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second person. And so for this sure. is for a second person.
0: Uh, I'm obsessed with that. And they do say you have a lot of different loves in your life. And maybe Scott was right for that time. Jessica Simpson. Yes.
1: So I want to say I read Jessica Simpson's memoir first. And I was coming at it from somebody who read a lot. And I think I didn't give her the credit she deserved. Mm. I do think as far as celebrity memoirs go, she gave a lot of personal detail. She gave a lot of first-person experiences emotionally. And she gave a lot of, like, celebrity name-dropping gossip. She gave the details of Nick. She gave the details of... John um, Mayer. John Mayer. She gave the details of what it was like to be compared with Britney. Tommy Matola is awful. Every woman in show business has been hurt by that man. <laughs> um, and so she... I think, like, if I... I want to redo it, actually, in the pod, now that we're a little bit better at what we do. Mm-hmm. And give it a fair shake because that was a good book and i mean i have to say john mayer i he's loves comedians and so i kind of have this fantasy of one day i'm passed at the cellar mm-hmm. he's hanging out because he likes to think he's funny mm-hmm. and he hits on me and i go no <laughs> <laughs> fuck you what was
0: jessica's story with john mayer he
1: was just exactly what you'd think very manipulative uh really played on her not being smart really played on the insecurity of but her. she is smart yeah but he's somebody who's like very quick with the words mm-hmm. and like It was a lot of, like, reading texts, sending it to her friends, being like, is this okay? And then sending it to him. And then spending the next six hours, like, crippled with fear. She, like, stopped doing music and just went on tour with him for a while. Ew! He was always like, you're too drunk. Very, like, kicking her out in the middle of the night with her just hysterically crying and then letting her back in, having sex with her, and then being like, ugh, you disgust me. Get out of here. Very hot and cold. Belittling her. I find... Like, you're not a real musician. Like, like, let me help you. He's, like,
0: very tight with Andy Cohen, and he was just hanging out at watch what happens live with my friend sierra who's on summer house and so she like met him and paige and i with giggly squad we had a a vendetta against john mayer because when we would go live on instagram during quarantine he would go live all the time and we were like he clearly is trying to like hurt you hurt me (laughs) so we sat her down and we were like why were you with our arch nemesis so john mayer's always been our arch nemesis but i didn't know the details and now i know that my gut is always right and i think
1: i mean he ruined like He did that to Jennifer Aniston (laughs) I mean like the amount of I don't find him cute I don't find him cute at all He looks to me dirty Yes. And I hit a oh, I have a
0: really funny John Mayer story. Tell me, please, please. That is like tea because I have to bring something to this after you brought so much celebrity And then I have a really good blind item that I'm like, <gasps> it I don't know how do. Oh, that's it how we'll wrap it up. Okay, okay, so this is my John Mayer tea. I might have said this before but it's from a source of someone who dated someone who went on a date with John Mayer and she said that they sat there and he looked at the waitress and was like, is this pasta spicy? And she was like, yes. And he goes, okay, well, I want it extra spicy. I want the spiciest shit you've ever put. I want it so fucking spicy. It's blue and they were like sure they bring it out and he can't eat it because it's too spicy
1: (laughs) good and And if that that doesn't make you smile okay so mine is um and obviously these are blind items i don't know i like to do it because it's like fun fanfic conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. but the theory is both camilla cabello and sean mendez were like in a relationship with him and that's that was like what bonded them together is they were both like emotionally beaten down by being in love with John Mayer. Is there anything that connects them? To John Mayer yeah. or to each other? They dated for years. <laughs> for no, no, To John Mayer. Um, that's just like the the rumors. <laughs> that is. But I like almost believe it. I one time called John Mayer, like he's doing like a human centipede of emotional abuse. You know what I mean? Like everybody who's had sex with him is just like a soul that he owns. Wait,
0: and like, amazing. So he, he it has he, his he,
1: own hill song. I think so. I mean, (laughs) what he has done to women that have come out and been like, this is what it was like. He like, I was just in this trance of trying to be good enough for him. And he broke me emotionally. I mean, if he could get Jessica Simpson, Katy Perry, Jennifer Aniston to feel bad about themselves, you know he could take down Camilla Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Together. (laughs) And there is so much, you're like, what is the link between those two people? Because clearly this is like, they obviously love each other, but this isn't a real relationship. And I'm like, oh, of course, they both had the same boyfriend. (laughs) They (laughs) were sister wives. So much I would love to watch as a reality
0: TV show the three
1: Uh, Uh, They have to do a sister wise where they all have like identical houses all in a cul-de-sac And and John goes in
0: and then he leaves and he goes i'm gonna go hang out with camilla because you need to clean your room It's disgusting (laughs) It's
1: It's so hard, but I know that I have to just put my jealousies aside
0: What a great show anyway, Oh my god, Claire! You are iconic. You're so informative. Where can people watch you do comedy, listen to you, follow you? Give me the goods.
1: Okay, well, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see where we do comedy. We're starting to do live shows all over the country, so you could come out and see us. So there. exciting! Um, thank you. We're doing celebrity memoir book club, wherever you listen to a podcast, and we also just got on YouTube this week. So amazing! If you like watching, watch Burning in Hell, then go over to. Yes. What is your acronym? CMBC. CMBC. It sounds like
0: a community college and I love yes. it for us.
1: <laughs> well, we're learning. I do think like, <laughs> learning. It's a book-based
0: podcast. So if you're trying to feel smart. Do you recommend people read the book each week? Like, do you warn them for no, no, the next? No, no, no. week?
1: no, we read it so that you don't have to. That's like our whole premise. We actually bring you through the entire app, the entire book. We like break the whole so thing. So it's basically down. an
0: audiobook with opinions. Exactly. I'm obsessed. Every once
1: in a while, we'll be like, go read this one. Like Molly Shannon, we're like, go read that one. Mm-hmm. We love like Gabrielle Union. We love like a Drew Barrymore. Busy Phillips, but for the most part, you don't need to be reading these books, so we'll just tell you the important parts. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for coming to
0: Hell. Subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. Look at me trying to be housekeeper. <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>